114 of Back in the Closet with the two crazy cat ladies. And this week, none other than the dedicated feline enthusiast, Laura Lee. Thank you so much for joining our closet, Laura Lee. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you guys, we have had the pleasure of getting to know this incredible human over the, uh, what since 2019 is officially when you became a VIP. And over the last year, we've gotten to really know you and become um, enamored with who you are and what you do. So for everyone that has not yet met you, um, is not a VIP because we all know and love her. Um, tell us a little bit about Laura Lee. So I'm Laura Lee Medley. Um, I am a English teacher. It's, it's funny cause I've watched your podcast for a while now and everybody is like, you know, I'm a veterinarian, I'm, you know, a cat behaviorist and I'm just an average cat lady, I guess. It's just, I love um, it. it's, it's, there's, you know, I say there's nothing special about me, but I have a deep passion for cats. Um, passion. Yes, yes. It is. I like how you just kind of led with the whole I'm an English teacher thing. Tell everybody. So we've we've gotten to know that, you know, you do. We'll get into this, obviously, during the interview. You do kitty clinics. You have a clouder of an inordinate size of your own that you care for that has come about in interesting ways that I think people would be interested to learn. But you are also a full time high school English teacher. What? Yes. I teach 11th and 12th grade. Um, and I've been teaching since 2003. Um, Did you always want to be a teacher? And, and sub question, a high school teacher? Because that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yes, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Ever since I was a little girl, like during the summer, I would play school with my grandmother. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to teach growing up until middle school. And had my first, like, in middle school, you're broken up by subjects. And I went to, like, language arts class. And she was like, okay, we're going to read a book. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I get to teach books? Like, okay, yeah, that's for me. That's for me. Um, and then middle school, the all of the puberty and everything, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. Um, high school, I, I have a quick wit that can sometimes come across as sarcasm. Um, but my 11th and 12th graders get it. So they, they appreciate it. So, yeah. They're it's, right there in life's launching pad. Like how, how crazy is that to be like launching them off into adulthood? Right? It's, it's kind of scary. It's like, you know, I don't have children of my own. Well, I don't have two-legged children. I have four-legged children. And I think of them as my children by the end of the year. Um, their, you know, their accomplishments, you know, I get excited about, you know, um, when they're upset about something, I deeply feel that too. So yeah, there's always been a passion for teaching. That's quite amazing that you knew at such a young age that you wanted to be a teacher and you and you pursued that and are. It's I mean, like, I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> I think you're in it, honey. <laughs> Lord. I don't know, but that's that's amazing. So tell us about the cat world. What oh when God. actually I want to know from like the beginning that you remember, the first time that you yes. remember being introduced into cats and the cat world and then where that came about. Like, I mean, I, I know you could probably tell the story, like it's probably like a two hour long story, but truncated, like the, like the, the first cat that you ever met that, and fell in love with, if you can, if you can remember uh, the name, um, but, uh, but then into like where you are today working aside from just being, aside from being a full-time high school teacher, also being a full-time rescuer and cat advocate and enthusiast? Well, started at an early age. Um, I got my first cat when I was two. Um, I got a kitten for Christmas. Santa brought me a kitten. His name was Max um, and loved him. Just, just loved him. And I've always had cats and dogs growing up um, and hamsters and gerbils and birds. Um, family was just very animal oriented. Um, lived in the country. My grandparents had all kinds of outside cats. Um, just, you know, I've always been around. I've always had my own cats and usually more than one. Um, very rarely has there only been just one cat. And it just kind of just blew up um, <laughs> and not necessarily by choice, so to speak, but just like, yeah, just. Well, yeah. it's your heart. It's in the, I mean, right. Let's fast forward. So it started with me too. And I think that, that, that I love this about most every cat person we've <clears> ever met is that they're such genuine animal lovers their whole life. It doesn't matter what kind of creature comes in, uh, comes across their path there, they take them in and care for them as, as best as possible. So your, your, I, I love reading um, your blog because you do, you are such a gifted storyteller. It's, it's like, going down, you want to remind me of, reminds me of back in the day when we would get our new reader's digest. And oh. it was yeah, girl. And when that would show up, I would be like, if I was the one that got the mail, I would kind of like try to hide it and go take very long bathroom breaks <laughs> because it was like, oh my God, I just wanted to dive in. It, it's just, you have such a gift for storytelling and, and the way that you kind of share where your family members have come from and uh, how you do what you do is, is, is really a journey. So take everybody through a little bit of um, what you do right now within the, as an advocate in the cat world, physically, what you do, I want everybody to know. Oh, yeah. um, and then we'll, we'll and then we'll talk Keep about the book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it seems like um, my, my niche, cause you know, we all have little niches in the cat community. Um, you know, you guys are, you know, the supplements and, you know, the health aspect. And, you know, we got the behaviorists and everything. And I've somehow, well, I know how, but somehow the universe put me into the niche of TNR, um, trap, neuter, release, community cats and all of that. So over the past four years, that's been where most of my passion is going towards. Um, I volunteer with a local organization um, called Feral Cat Assistance Program, 
and we do monthly low-cost spay and neuter clinics. Um, all of our volunteers um, are just a dedicated group. Our vets volunteer their time. So we do this the first Sunday of every month. And it's been through that that I've seen just a need in rescue and TNR and just trying to get that, you know, because our community cat population is definitely, we're overpopulated. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it doesn't take long. And that's why, because I've witnessed that firsthand. I've seen what one unspayed female can do in a very short period of time. And because I'm living that, I'm like, you know what? Got to be a part of the solution, not feeding not the problem. Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. know there was a recent study? Why are you crying, baby girl? Did you get your face in water? Um, <laughs> oh, is a baby girl. Um, sorry, Friday. Friday. Friday uh, there was a recent study that I saw on um, like literally just released and I believe it was done in Italy. I wish I had it in front of me right now. Um, and it was the first long term study, which was done over, I think, a matter of 10 years on does TNR really work? Because there's the, apparently there's this big, you know, controversy of crazy you know, people either want to euthanize the cats. And a lot of people, if they don't if they don't love cats, they want them euthanized because they're destroying whatever it is that they, you know, want. Or they don't want to they don't want to spay and neuter them because it's like you can never have enough cats. And which is where we were when we first learned about TNR. We were like, wait a second. Why are we wait a second. We don't have to trap them. So we don't dumb. have to scare them. We don't have to spay and neuter them. Like, let them populate. They are they're so much better than humans. Why would we do that? <laughs> until we learned, until we learned about the health and well-being as they mm. overpopulate the as suffering. they yeah they they end up suffering um so many so many illnesses and diseases that that is unneeded if we can trap neuter and return them which is the most humane way of exactly. of, of controlling the population and still giving them the life that they deserve and that they well, want and i like that on your on your uh on your blog you say you know you have to kind of live with that mentality of if you feed them fix them Exactly. And that I thought was so great because of course everyone wants to be compassionate. I know that we've got some neighborhood cats in our area. You always look for that little ear tip. You know, you know that you've seen this kitty around a few times. But I love that system. So when when you when you get into like your kitty clinics are no joke. Last uh last kitty clinic, how many how many babies did you guys last kitty clinic? So the beginning of April, we did 64 cats. Um, I know our numbers for last year, we did 883 cats. Wow. And that's doing it once a month, y'all. That is just crazy. And it's not just the kitty clinics you do. Tell everybody a little bit what happened over Easter. Oh, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it's it's my life. This is this is the way my You're life is. it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I teach in a high school and, um, last Monday, uh, one of our assistants was monitoring during one of the lunch periods and she went around outside cause it's warmer. Kids are starting to go outside. And she saw these group of kids on the side of the cafeteria, like near the loading dock. 
And she's like, what are they doing now? So she goes to walk over. And as she's walking, she hears somebody needs to tell Miss Medley. Does Miss Medley know about this? What somebody she'll know what to do with them. So she knew instantly it had to have something to do with cats because (laughs) (laughs) I'm known. They've actually done two articles in the school newspaper about me. So it's like I'm known as the crazy cat lady at school. (laughs) So sure enough, she goes and there's a young tabby cat and two little kittens, a little solid black one, a little gray one. So she texts me. She says, young mommy and two kittens at the loading dock near the cafeteria. And I'm like, so I'm asking her questions and she's responding. So during my planning period, I go out there. Sure enough, young tabby mom, two little kittens. I'm like, all right. And they're not human shy like a feral usually is. And this is because the kids have been feeding them during lunch. Uh So they've kind of been interacting with humans a little bit. So I contact one of the um, volunteers at FCAP and she does trapping also. So I'm like, hey, you willing to help me with this? So we set up a plan. We decide we're going to do it over spring break because it'll be quieter. And they'll be hungry because the kids wouldn't have been there feeding them. So they'll be hungry because a hungry cat will go in a trap. Yes. So you want your cat hungry. Um, so we set the plan up to do it Saturday. I get there before she does, and I walk over to make sure that they're in their little hidey spot. And there's this black cat there, too. And I'm like, where did you come from? I'm like, okay, bonus black cat. Here we go. So she gets there. I tell her about the bonus black cat. We get up a game plan. Um, In two hours, we caught all four cats. Nice. So, and that's not, that's not typical. I don't want people out there going, oh, okay. That's like every 30 minutes. That's the crazy, the crazy TNR work. Like two hours. First time we did a TNR, they're like, okay, and now we wait. And we're like, for, for how, for how, for for how how long? long? (laughs) (laughs) Probably after dark. And we're like, that's in like five hours. Mm -hmm. It's cold. Yeah. 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 And you got to wait quietly. Like you can't, I brought my husband with me trapping one time and I get the trap all set up and I get back in the car and I'm waiting. And next thing I know he's on his phone and he's like watching a video and like music is playing. And I'm like, what, what, what? No, you, you can't, you can't. So he went one time with me. He he, he can't (laughs) allowed to be trapping anymore. Um, So we trapped, we trapped all four. And because I didn't know anything about the little bonus black cat, we decided that we would bring the bonus black cat to our facility um, and set it up in a crate there to, you know, wait because we're going to run them through our clinic. And that's in a week and a half now. Um, So, you know, keep them there. Well, when we set the black cat up, we realized the black cat is a female and has also been nursing at two little nurse nipples. And we're like, well, seriously? So. so we're concerned that there's other cat kittens there. Like, you know, um, because we're convinced that Tabby Cat is the mommy. Like Tabby Cat has always been around. Tabby Cat was very protective of the kittens. We're convinced Tabby Cat's the mommy. 
So we get back to my house to set up the tabby cat and the kittens. And we realize tabby cat's not the mommy because tabby cat's a boy. Oh, so was it mommy daddy? Uh, no, because tabby cat is apparently from her first litter. Um, and he's not old enough. We don't think to have produced kittens of his own. Wow. This is, this is where being an English teacher comes in really handy. <laughs> the power of language, Lorley, the power of language. <laughs> um, so mommy cat, I brought mommy cat back. Um, so we've got them, I've got them set up in little crates, um, down in my entertainment room. Um, and of course I had to name them because you, you can't have a living soul without providing it a name. So, um, Tabby Cat is Toby. I don't know why Toby popped into my head when I saw him. Um, Black Cat, Mommy Cat is Easter. Of course she is. The little black kitty is Lily, and the little gray kitty is Cactus. Aww, oh, how cute I love is that. that. Okay, yeah. so are they coming home with you? Um, well, they're all they're all at my house. They're all oh. here. Um, okay, I'm socializing so the kittens, and they're pretty much socialized, not sweet and loving just yet. Like I want to get them before they move to their forever home, um, but socialized. Toby is actually like he will eat the churro too yeah. for me. Um, I can put some on my finger and he'll lick my finger. Um, he's unsure about the toothbrush petting on the head, but he's not hissing as much with it. So, so I think I might be able to tame him. Um, mommy cat's still kind of scared. She's um, hiding out. So yeah, we'll we'll so see. How many how many cats total do you have at your at your like home right now? Total now counting those? Yes. 23. Wow. 23 and 19 of those are forever cats. 19 of those are my forever cats, yes. Wow. I don't know if Jane knew that number. Did you know, I didn't that, know number? that number? No. I was say because there's you've got different households though. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got different households. Yeah. It's not like there's 19 cats roaming free reign um, right. in the house. And there's reasons why um the 19 cats are broken up. And I actually break them all down, break my clouder down into four parts um on my blog just because I'm sure people are like. What? what 20 like 19 cats what in the world um but yeah i have okay so three of the cats three of them like my resident cats three of them are actually like three when i was normal cats <laughs> when i was normal <laughs> Um, so what, what number did you become Abby normal? Um, I'm going to say when it reached into double digits, double digits. Okay. Um, yeah. Like some people would have said, because at the time there was four, um, I had my jinxy cat and he, he passed probably about, oh, four years ago, maybe. Um, so then that left three. And then, like I said, that one stray mommy wandered up to my house and 
Of course, I'm going to feed a cat that comes around. And I didn't know she was pregnant. And she wasn't feral, feral, because she would eat in front of me. She would come up to me. But I couldn't really, like, get my hands on her. Um, and then she had four kittens. And then, it's the craziest thing, as soon as they were able to be weaned, she literally brought them to my garage where I would feed her. And then she hightailed it out of there. She was gone. Um, so I had these four, and they were feral. I had four feral kittens. Um, and then one wandered off. So there were only three, two females and a male. And then, and this is all before I knew about TNR. This is, this is what started my path on TNR. Um, and they're feral. And I'm like, and I know the whole, if you feed them, fix them. I, 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 I live that, but I'm like, how do you do that? If you can't even touch them to get them into a carrier, like how, how do I take these cats to the vet? And then, because kittens, females can get pregnant at four months of age. Um, And there was this big old black tom that was spreading his seed far and wide in our neighborhood. And got one of the females, and she had four kittens. Then got the other female, and she had three kittens. Um, Luckily... The second litter, by the second litter, I had already started taming these cats um, and was able with that second litter to bring them into my house once they got old enough and found them homes. Granted, two of their homes were with me. (laughs) 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 And that was... That is Hemingway and Monty. Those, oh. those were the two. So those were the two first outside born cats that moved into the house. Um, and then I was literally trying to trap the last two females. Um, and I knew they were pregnant, but I also knew it. I'd had to get over that once I started volunteering with TNR and I was like, it is what it is. We're moving on. And they literally both gave birth on the same day. One had seven and one had four. Oh my God. Wow. swoop. I had 11 more kittens. Um, And those are the cracking kitties. The Ah, cracking kitties. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then the, Cracking kitties. <laughs> the, I think there's, I think I put a video on the blog for the cracking kitties. Um, but at our old house, um, when they were kittens, I moved them up into our bonus room and they lived in our bonus room. And every day I would open up the door and we had a baby gate in front of the door, in front of the stairs, um, just to keep them from scurrying out when they didn't need to. But they knew if I opened up the door wide, they could come out and they would just jump over the baby gate before I could move it. And so I have a video of when I opened up the door, them all jumping out and it's like releasing the Kraken. Like, <laughs> so, so they became the Kraken kitties. <laughs> That's the best. So now are they so they stay in different are they, they currently in different areas? They, they're not all living together. No. So the. 
mommies and the first litter of kittens are in a cat house outside um, that I purchased and customized to provide them for a safe place. This is obviously after you became abnormal. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we're just adding to that level of, you know, um, dedication. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think of it as dedication. Some people think of it as craziness or obsession, but it's dead. Well, we have coyotes. Thank and, you. And I'm like, no, they were outside cats at the old house. We didn't have coyotes at the old house. Um, they were going to be outside cats here because we have like six acres. Like I was like, this is going to be heaven for them. This is great. And they're in the garage acclimating when we moved here. And I'm sitting on the back porch one night and I'm like, what is that noise? Yeah. And I look it up and I realize it's coyotes. And I'm like, oh, nope. Plan B. Cats are staying in the garage until I can get a shed. So they have their own cat house. Right. Yeah. So there's six in the cat house. And then there's six cracking kitties downstairs and their area is probably the size of two and a half studio New York apartments. They're got a very big area. Bougie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all kinds of catified down there for them. And then there's six up here. Um, two of them were originally cracking kitties. Emmett, he um, he was diagnosed with FIP, but we beat that, so he's good now. And then Prudence just recently graduated to resident status um, because she was being bullied by her siblings. So there's six, six, and six. And then the 19th cat is Panda, and he came with the house that we bought. <laughs> Because of course, of course, I buy a house that comes with a cat. So yeah, <laughs> I think that makes sense. That's, yeah. that's perfect. Good. Perfect sense. Yeah. Okay, so you've had yeah. this 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 wide array of um, experience learning mo most of it by experience, right? Learning like what TNR is, what I need to do. Like, oh my gosh, cats are coming to me left and right, and um, and then you decided. What recently? Yes. Yeah, so she start how, writing about your experience. So yeah. Back a little bit. When, what was the genesis of this idea? Yeah. When did it so start? my sister graduated with a degree in web developing and she wanted to build up her portfolio. So she was like, hey, if you can decide on something, I'll create a website for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What can I do? And I knew, obviously, I mean, cats pretty much rule everything in my world. Like it's, it revolves around cats. So I knew it was had to be something about cats. Um, and I originally thought about doing like just a resource page, just like a one-stop resource page. If you want to find out about nutrition, here's some links. If you want to find out about kidney disease, here's some links. And I'd even tossed around an idea of a name like Catology 101, like a, like, you know, an education type course thing. And, but that never didn't like resonate fully with me. Um, and then my 
Monty got sick and was doing um, a friend of mine was come over and doing some Reiki and I saw how well it was working. So I actually got certified to do animal Reiki. So I thought, Ooh, I'm going to do, let's do an animal Reiki one. So that's what we were going to do. Still didn't resonate with me. And then actually Adrian, it was you. What? So yeah, it was you who, who just triggered it for me. Um, we were doing a VIP Zoom back in February, and you were telling one of um, our VIPs to find what her passion is and to go for it. And it clicked. Yeah. So the next morning, I called my sister and I was like, okay, here it is. This is what I'm doing. And we talked and we tossed around some ideas and then the dedicated feline enthusiast was born because it just rings and it feels when you told us that you were doing this it was just like that's perfect. oh hell yes that's perfect yeah you're utilizing yeah. so much experience so many resources for people that are really looking and as I we also all know like, there can never be enough voices in the cat community exactly oh, yeah. You have a yeah special yes. special niche yeah oh. and there there are not enough voices in the cat community i feel like we need a lot more so having your and and especially in those that are so well experienced you know like there's those that you know there's vet websites or whatever where they're just creating content and they'll create content about cats basically because google says that people are searching for this about cats so they'll create some stuff but they don't have any experience in the matter they don't really know what's going on so, but it always it always no, shows yeah. through with your with your blogs with your writing uh, on on who is authentic and who is um you know just uh, just throwing down words right so so I'm really excited now. And I also really love, and I don't know if this is you or your sister's idea, but the dedicated feline enthusiast is a lot of words. And if you're like me and can't spell very well, well, obviously not like you and Adrian, but that's a lot of words to type out into a URL if you're trying to look because you're new into the Google world. So I love that your website is actually the dfe.com. That's right. Yeah. Um, and my sister is going to be so happy that she heard you say that because that was pretty much word for word what she said and why it became the DFE.com. Because she was like, look, one, it's really long. And two, I had no idea how to spell enthusiast. Like, yes. I didn't even know how to spell that word. Like you got, to, you got to remember that people aren't going to know how to spell that word. Like, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not a common word, Laura. And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll do the DFE then. So yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be happy. And then it's funny because DFE actually stands for also Department for Education. <gasps> Kismet. I know, I know. I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That, so, is, that so is so cool. cool. Wow. And I love, I mean, this is something, so you're, you're saying, which I still have little butterflies, but I love how the universe works, right? Like mm -hmm. that it works in mysterious ways, but if this really just all came together in February, your, your blog is already quite robust. I, I haven't even been through every blog yet, but I love it when 
when like the other day you mentioned something about, oh, I did something with Nathan the Cat Lady on my blog. I I love that blog so good because that's the kind of stuff people are looking for. They're not always just looking for really clinical, you know, serious information or what can I do in this moment of need. Like you really bring together a very um awesome combination something that's enjoyable to read too yes. which i think is i think that's really also needed you know so many like a lot of people are like okay i want to start a blog this will be really cool i'm going to start a blog and then they get it all set up or they go to you know do the easy website or whatever they get it all set up and they sit down and they write out a blog and then squirrel and they're doing a hundred thousand other things. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I started that. But oh, I have time today. I'm going to write another blog. But it's like two months later, right? And you've been pounding out content on a regular basis. And that yeah. is so needed. Not, yep. not, just for, not just for it to be seen, but also needed for the cat community. I, yeah. I, I, I want to ask a question that I see in the comments. I, I'm not sure if I'm reading it right. So, but this is because it's going to be right up your niche, but I also want to find out more about how you find the motivation. What is the motive? What fuels your tank? So hold on one second. The question is from Dorothea, I believe. Yes. And this is a great question because how do you trap a kitty that's wise to traps? She's mm. a, breeding, she's she's a, breeding, a breeding machine and either abandons them or they die. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So TNR right there. Yeah. So drop traps are the best way to do that. Um, I had one male cat of the outside cats at the old house that needed to be trapped. And it took me two years to get wow. him. He would literally lay in front of the entrance to the trap and lick himself. <laughs> That's a smart cat. Wow. You are just kitty smacking me in the face right now. Okay. Um, and it took a drop trap to get him. I had to get him with a drop trap. And what do yeah. you know about, I mean, I know that that's one of the harder parts of TNRs when you go to, uh, to capture community cats, being able to conversate with the people that are feeding them and saying, Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to trap this little girl. Uh, can we please not leave any food out for her over the next is that the bane of, of your existence oh but my the, gosh yes. but that's an important part of this as well yeah yeah you have got to if you're trapping um for somebody on their property or if you're like trapping at a business first you have to get permission you just you have to make sure that um because they can get you for trespassing and I, you know, run into issues before where, you know, I've communicated with them and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be here tomorrow morning at, you know, bright and early. Um, so don't feed them at all. Don't feed them at all. No food. And then I show up and there's like a smorgasbord of, you know, food on the porch. And I'm like, <sighs> okay, okay. So, you know, you, you run into that and you just got to, you know, keep trying to build the relationship with the caretakers. Um, and they're all coming from a place of, you know, love. They, you know, they're just like, I can't starve them. I don't, I can't. And I'm like, but they're outside cats. And if they're really hungry, they're going to catch a mouse or a squirrel or they'll find food somewhere if they're starving. Like, you know, we, we need them hungry. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the hardest, hardest parts of trapping. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so we kind of covered the fact that you are a full-time English teacher. You have 19 cats, different households of kitties that you basically take care of all on your residence. That feeding schedule alone would take half of my day, and you work full-time, and now you're churning out awesome, entertaining, valuable content twice a week, running your own blog. You've got an Instagram. You've got a Facebook. I want to know. Um... <laughs> She's like, when you say it like that. Wow. Uh, I need a nap right now. Just right. I, <laughs> I, I want to know what is the, what fills the, your tanks? I mean, this is what gets you up and gets you going and keeps this, keeps this moving, motivates you. Um, well, if we just think, if we just do my cats, um, just that what me to take care of my cats. It's because they're my world. Like they're there. I truly wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, what can I do? And I'm not lying. What can I do to make their life better today? Like, I mean, seriously, when you die, you want to come back as one of my cats. That's, that's the, that's the running joke with anybody who knows me. Um, and yeah, I'm tired. I'm exhausted all the time. I mean, it's, you know, it, it is, but my sister and I pick a lot that her kids are very much like my kids. Like, you know, they're different, but it's the same. Like she's tired. She has three little ones. She's tired all the time, but you just do, you, you push through that. Um, and so just seeing them happy, like just, you know, I, all of the resident cats, so the upstairs cats are transitioned now to a raw diet and it seriously makes my heart happy when I see them eating that food, knowing that I'm doing what I can to make sure that they're happy and healthy. So, yeah. Um, then the TNR and everything, and that motivates me to make these lives better because it's not fair. Those cats didn't ask to be born in that situation. You know, it's it's the it's the human's fault. We have let those cats down, and so doing what I can to make their lives better um, is. Sloopy makes an appearance. Um, hey, doing what I can to make their lives better. I mean, even if, I mean, it's a tough life out on the street for a cat, you know, um, even especially a tomcat. Like it's, it's really rough being a tomcat on the street. And so just getting it to where, you know, we're shutting these kitten factories down and, you know, making sure that they can live a longer, healthier life. That does it. And then the blog, um, providing people who may not know about things with the information in a accessible, entertaining way is what motivates me. Um, I thought I was feeding my cats great food until I started doing research and pet food documentary, totally just, totally just messed with me. And as soon as I watched that, I looked at my husband and I'm like, no more, no more dry food. We are, no, we are not doing that. Um, 
So, you know, and I mean, people probably don't know this stuff, you know, because I didn't know it. Yep. And being the teacher that desire to learn and to research and to find out more information, it's it's innate in me. You know, I was born with that. So let's just combine them all and bam, there we go. Oh my god! I love, god. So, I love it. Just so a couple of times that we've talked to you about like different blog ideas, but it's like the rabbit holes you go down. Oh you know, it's like you start looking at something, and then you and it does make you realize how difficult it is for people. I'm sure you you have people contacting you. We have people contacting us all the time, being like, "I went to look for this, and I'm finding all this stuff." Like, right. and and a, it's a bit of time. Like they only they only have a certain amount of time they can dedicate to something. At B, it's a it's just overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. It's it or or confusing. It helps when you can actually have a human to human conversation with somebody or learn from their own genuine experience what their journey was going through. Yeah, down exactly. That and and I feel like in this day and age, more people prefer to learn from experience or learn from people who have had experience rather than learn from someone with a bunch of letters after their name. Right. Like someone with a Ph.D. or someone with a DVM or someone with, you know, like all these all these things that um, used to be like you have to have all these credentials. You need to get your certification in A, B and C. These days, people want to hear from genuine people that are just like them, that that they can understand and that are relatable. Live through something and and can empathize with where where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, I think is such a gift. Talk to me a little bit about we're brand new. Right. Brand new. I mean, you're not. But. Uh, being out there, this is this is pretty new. Um, what is your goal? What do you see as like? What do you want to accomplish? What oh. is the what is the satisfaction? Um, so, I mean, you know, I would I would love to become a stay at home cat mom and just <laughs> do this full time. It's funny because I always look at the cats. Every time I see like a funny cat video or something, you know, and like it's exploding and, you know, they got all these followers and everything. And I look at my cats and I'm like, y'all are worthless. There is 19 <laughs> of you. How come one of y'all have not made me internet famous yet? How is that possible? Little did I know it was going to be the 19 of them collectively that was going to do it for me. Um, So, you know, yeah, the lofty dreams. However, it's going to have to really like take off big because, you know, that saying I work hard so my cats can have a good life. Yes. I have that wine glass from Madison in our VIP group. Yeah. (laughs) At this point, I'm not going to be able to retire anytime soon. Like, well, let's change that. Well, everyone that gets to watch that has the pleasure of meeting you through this interview. Let everybody know, again, what the website is, what your social is, best ways to get in touch with you, all that jazz. Okay, so um, the website is www.thedfe.com. Facebook, I think it's ll.thedfe.com. And then Instagram is, sorry, you're going to have to learn how to spell it. The Dedicated Feline Enthusiast. Yeah, girl. <laughs> the Dedicated. You're have to learn. And once you key it in a couple of times into your search engine, 
it, it's going to pull it up for you. Yeah. Well, and for all of those that are listening uh, right now, you can get uh, to the to her website in the uh, description of this post on Apple, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you can just yeah. click the link so you don't have to type anything in to get in uh, to Laura Lee's website. Check it out. Read the blogs. Give some feedback. Those comments really help. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so give some feedback, say, ask questions. Um, I'm sure you're keeping up with all of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so go check out Laura Lee, Miss Medley. Miss Medley. Miss I'm Medley. surprised she's, she's uh, Southern didn't come, come through. I know, it didn't come through as much. I, I thought for sure <laughs> I need, she's I need just going to sink into a little, little Southern bell. But she didn't. My little Southern drawl over here. Uh, Laura Lee, we we're so it. grateful for you. I, I love what you're bringing to the cat community. I love your voice. I love your passion. Um, yeah. I just think that you're such a gift. And yeah. we're excited to watch you grow. This is going to be oh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody check out Facebook, Instagram, and um, Laura Lee's website, The Dedicated Feline Enthusiast, um, here with us today. Subscribe to her blog. And um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you again next week. Uh, love you, Laura. We'll see you soon, guys. Thanks Bye, for guys. joining. Bye.